Welcome to Mouthing Off with Olivia. Hey guys, it's Olivia Caridi from The Bachelor, the girl with probably the biggest mouth you've ever seen. But now I'm using my huge mouth to talk really smart things with my favorite reality stars, influencers, YouTubers, you name it. They're going to mouth off too. Bam. This is Mouthing Off with Olivia. All right, everybody, this is exciting. We have It's Just Rudy. <laughs> yes. We have Rudy <laughs> from Listen to Your Heart, a show we love, and we love you. So this is super exciting. Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. Okay, so obviously we haven't interviewed someone from Listen to Your Heart for a while, but it's it's crazy to think that that show happened this year. Insane. I, I can't even believe it. It's like, well, also, the year's almost over, which is insane. <laughs> I can't even, like, I think about the show and I'm like, did we film that like this year? Like it just seems like a lifetime ago and like, but also like not that long ago. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just, it's strange. And also just like kind of a bummer that you come off this show, you're getting a high, you're probably wanting to like tour and see your castmates and then you're just locked up and your growth probably just kind of. Yeah, it was, it was pretty terrible timing, but you know, mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason. And I was super excited to, like you said, tour and just do shows and, you know, hang out with some of the people that I made good connections with on the show, both guys and girls. And it just, I went home and I went home actually for some family emergency and uh, I didn't even pack a bag. I literally just flew home and was like, oh, I'll be back in LA in a couple of days. And then the whole world shut down. Literally. And I went in Texas for almost six months, which is insane, doing nothing. So you're from San Antonio, right? I am, yeah. Okay, I'm from Austin, so. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. So, okay, besides being from San Antonio, I always like to start with who you were before the show. Specifically, I guess, I love to hear at what age you started singing and at what age you were like, okay, I'm going to make a career out of this. So, yeah, I was two when I started singing. I I actually started acting and, like, dancing when I was, like, very, very young. And I just always loved being, uh, you know, the center of attention. And, um, yeah, I was the the same exact person I am after the show. But I guess just, you know, I have a little family to back me up now, which is really cool. But all I did growing up was music. And, and, you know, my I was my parents first. I'm the oldest of five. And um, my parents were just like, all right, let's give this girl like a shot at, you know, let her try out all these things. So I did sports. I like learned how to swim when I was like six months old. Like I was, I just did everything. My parents put me in everything and I just stuck to what stuck, which was, you know, the entertainment industry. And um, from like probably the age of like five, I knew that I wanted to do it for the rest of my life, which is crazy. And I I have little, my siblings and they're like, I don't know what I want to do. And I feel like a lot of people don't. And I, it just, but for me, I, I always knew that it was it was going to be music. So I'm really lucky that I've always loved doing it and I've been decent at it. So, yeah. Are any of your siblings like vocally inclined or? Yes, they're all amazing. They can all sing. But, and they're all better than me because I, I didn't have anyone to learn from growing up. And when I was raising them being like their second mom, like I just wanted them to sing with me. So I literally like was like, you're going to train, you're going to do your scales, like, and sure enough, they all sing better than I do now, which is, uh, it, they're crazy, but they, I don't know if they have, like, that passion the way I do, but they're all talented. I feel like ABC missed out on a big, like, family, right. <laughs> if the show wasn't about dating, it could have been yeah. huge, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, so 
you knew what you wanted to do career-wise. Did you make time for dating? Um, that's a good question. Yeah, I feel like I I love boys, so. Yeah. <laughs> like, I also, my parents are still together, and they're happily married, and, like, just growing up seeing them um, just always be together and get through life together, I I've always wanted that. I've mm-hmm. always wanted that. And, um, you know, my mom always says, like, that's what comes first. You want to make sure you're happy and you want to find someone to share your life with. And then everything else comes second, you know. And as much as I love what I do, I, you know, I want I want someone to share my life with. And I always did make it a point to date. And, I, and I'm also the type to just be in relationships. Mm-hmm. So that was, I feel like I would get stuck in a relationship because I didn't, I didn't have time to date, so I'd find myself being with someone and then being like, oh, I'll just stay with this person because yeah. I don't really have time to date, but I also don't want to be alone, which is bad. Um, but I, so I did that a lot until about a year ago. Well, I guess it's been like almost two years now um, that I was just like, okay, Rudy, you need to just be single for a little bit and just try and be by yourself for like five seconds. And then eight months went by and then I did the show. And then you go on a dating show. <laughs> And then I went on a dating show. Yeah, exactly. I literally it was it was like eight or seven months that I had been single, and that was like the longest I've been single my whole since I was like eighteen years old. And uh, and then I did the dating show. <laughs> well, okay. So we also have Facebook questions. I'm going to add in as we go. Uh, someone wanted to know your favorite genre of music to listen to or sing, and how you would describe your own music. Cool. Um, my favorite genre. I love every genre so it's hard for me to pick okay. one I just listen to like what I feel in the moment today I woke up and I listened to like old jazz music I just was in the mood to like I was putting on a little dress and I was like putting on some Ella Fitzgerald and you know what I mean so I just like it's whatever I'm feeling sometimes I wake up and I want to cry all day long so I put on <laughs> some sad music like Same. I just yeah I don't I don't have a favorite <laughs> genre but um yeah I love jazz music I love hip-hop I love pop Anything I could shake my ass to. Can I cuss on this thing? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. This here thing is cuss happy. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I would describe my music as pop R&B. I think if I had to put it in a, in a bubble or a genre, I I kind of just write how I feel too. And sometimes it's not really a, a specific genre. Just I think what makes it feel the same all the time is the way I sing. And the way I sing never changes. The music might change. The lyrics could be sweeter than you know not and but what's going to always sound the same as my voice and how I sing and I think that's what kind of brings my music together is just the style that I sing which is more like R&B so okay Brenna Miner had a very interesting question that is much smarter clearly did her research she said how does she balance the music she has to make for her job as a demo singer with the music she wants to make as a growing artist wow I know right it it, it does get hard sometimes because you like I, I write for other artists. I write for commercial ads. I write help write music for you know possible movies and stuff. And I think you just the difference is you do what they want to do. You know if they're coming to you and they're like, okay, we need something that's going to be sexy and fierce and this and this and this. You kind of just put yourself in the, that person's shoes and you write as if it's coming from them. You know and that's kind of just the only thing is like you go into your room and you're like, okay, this is going to be for this person or it's going to fit into this box. And then when I write for me, I'm just like, how do I feel today? I'm yeah. going to, you know what I mean? So it's not, it's not hard, it ha- but it is like, 
sometimes I write something and I'm like, oh my God, I wish I, I wrote that for me because I really like it. And then someone else gets to have it. So that's the only thing that's like kind of difficult. Painful. Oh, yes. I'm like, oh man. Giving away like- your baby to someone else. <laughs> yes, exactly. It literally is. How were you cast for this darn show? Um, I was found, I just got a, a DM from a casting director. Yeah. And they told me about it. And I was actually talking to MTV at the time for making the band and they were for their show. And I was like, I don't know what this show's about, but it has love in it. And I'm a sucker for a good romantic story. So I don't know. Why not give it a shot? And my parents were like, you don't want to do like the one that's just around music. music. I was like, no, I, I want to try and find a boyfriend. So on a reality TV show, like an idiot. If I could find both, just sign yeah, me up. Exactly. So, so you knew going in, this is going to be a mix of love and music. Yes. Yeah. I didn't really know like how they were going to do it, but they were just like, you know, we're looking for musicians that are pre that are single. So that's kind of you put two and two together. <laughs> okay. So let's, I've, I've had Brandon on and I've had Julia on. So I've talked about the premise of the show, a single musicians, they go into a, bachelor looking house that's very fancy and they partner up and sing together and the goal is to get to the end right and be a couple and also good performers together so that's so you walk into the mansion there's matt there's matt (laughs) (laughs) it seems like there was no one but matt really from the beginning for the most part yeah yeah, I I got really lucky in that sense just because I, I, I'm usually, like, if you put 20 guys in a room, I'm going to have a hard time. Like, I usually would be like, I don't know, I like you, I like you too, I like you too. But for some reason, I, the first night we met, I was just, I really liked him and I feel like we clicked and it was just like, I don't know, I met him and, and I didn't want I didn't want to, to talk to anyone else. So um, it was a good thing, but it was also scary because I was like, well, if he doesn't want me, I'm screwed because I really am not giving anyone else any attention. I have imprinted. It is over. He is mine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, when we got in that fight, I guess like the first episode, I was like, I'm done. I'm like out of here. He's not going to pick me. No one else is going to pick me if because I, I didn't know if the girls were picking or the whatever. And so I was just like, whatever, I don't. I'm either going to fix this or I'm going to leave. <laughs> well, it was a first lover's quarrel. It, it turned yeah. around. Um, yeah. I did like this question. Sherry Henderson Neely said, what perfume was she wearing when she met Matt at the mansion? And he said she smelled wonderful. I love that question. <laughs> Same. Um, I still wear it to this day. It is Evie McCoy, I think. Okay. Yeah. And it's... Uh, I don't I don't know the name of it, but it's Evie McCoy and it's a little white bottle. It smells it's oh I think it's blueberry musk, I think that's what it's called. And it's so good. It smells like vanilla and like it's I'm wearing it right now. It smells delicious. <laughs> Take notes, ladies. Matt it was a stopper for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll get into kind of you and Matt, we, we, you, you made it past your awkward beginning and then you became kind of a couple. Why did you and Matt gel so well as performers together like can you pinpoint what it was or was it just something that was just naturally there oh it was 
the craziest thing because I haven't I didn't perform with anyone else before I just grew up doing my own thing and right. so um I I don't know I really it, <laughs> we just did and I literally remember being like just praying and being like whoever I end up with I hope because you don't know we, you don't you don't get to like I didn't hear Matt sing until I was already into him so I'm like my luck um he's probably the worst singer on the <laughs> that's what i was thinking i'm like okay what if you fall for someone and then they suck at yeah. singing well, that was that was a huge thing and i literally was like i'm my luck i don't have very <laughs> my luck i'm gonna pair up with like the worst singer and and i remember the first time i heard him sing like i said after i think we were paired up um he walked in and he was singing tennessee whiskey on his guitar and i was like but i didn't see him i just saw him playing guitar and i was like who the hell is singing right now like he sounds good and he hadn't heard me sing yet and uh i like walk in and i'm like no way that's not like no way that's not no way that's not and like other people were like singing around the house but me and matt weren't like we just i was like getting um rid of a cold from like before so i was just trying to save my voice i had heard a lot of people sing ish but i never heard that and so i just remember walking into the room being like oh my gosh is this not like to, like freaking out like being like if this is not i'm gonna freak out and i like walk in and i turn and he turns around and he's like and he's singing and i'm like no way it's like you. no way i like melted and i was like <laughs> oh my god god listen to my prayers like this is so great and then i sat down he's like well, i haven't heard you sing and i was like well keep playing it and i just did like the little run from tennessee whiskey and he literally like took off his jacket we just like looked at each other we were like oh my god it's done it's I'm made done. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. well i'm sure you say you had paired off at this point you know chris harrison keeps walking in the house yeah. And every time he's just delivering, like, I'm going to ruin your life again. I'm going to ruin your life again. I'm sure no one was excited when he walked in the door. No, the first, like, couple times we walked in, like, we were all, we would all, like, clap for him. It was just funny because I feel like that's, like, only a musician thing. I don't know. We were just, like. We, d we did, too. Yeah, you did? Okay, yeah. yeah. So that's good. That's good to me. That makes me feel <laughs> But, yeah, we would, like, clap. And then after, like, the third time of him walking in, we, everyone just looked, like, sick to their stomachs. I'm like, what the wow. hell is he going to freaking say now? Like, I'm not ready for whatever this bomb he's gonna drop on <laughs> it was it, it, towards the end that's when it was i was like oh god you're really expecting marriage here yeah <laughs> this I, ju I just love to hear about what's going on in the house you say everyone was singing all the time like were couples spending time mostly together or was there mingling going on mm, i feel like yeah the couples were together a lot but also like you know everyone's being pulled for like itms true and it's like you don't get as much time as like you would think I feel like because yeah. it's just you're, you're just being you're creating a show so it's like they have to get you know the stuff and so you're like you sit down for 10 seconds and they're like oh come here we need to play hey, we need you we need you right 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 so but for the most part I feel like you know we we did spend a lot of time together I I spent a lot of time with the girls I feel like too because we just so you sleep in the rooms with them and have your little bunk beds and stuff. And so, um, good to know the bunk beds were still alive. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Who were you closest with, uh, as far as the women, Julia and Jamie, actually. Yeah. Um, just right off the bat, I met Jamie the first night and I mean, I met everyone the first night, but I remember meeting her specifically the first night and we both had like the same, she's like, what are you drinking? And I was like, uh, tequila soda she's like oh my god me too we were like <laughs> we're best friends and we literally just sat down the first night and just talked about all the drama and then I met Julia when we were walking into the bunks and she sat down thank you she sat down and um 
she was just like she said something funny and i remember savannah being like do you guys know each other did you guys know each other before and me and julia were just like no we just like we're best friends already like we just got along really really well so um yeah those two girls were were definitely my i'm so glad i had them during the show because i was a wreck a lot of the time so weren't we all weren't we all yeah yes exactly you know matt had said on a an interview as I did my research that he felt you guys had the most authentic connection in the house. Do you mm. do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel like you you know you don't know any other relationship as well as the people that are in the relationship. Right. But I think what he was saying was like we kept it real with each other. Okay. Like a hundred, like we, you know what I mean, and yeah. that's why with with him leaving like that was him being real with me and being like I like you but I'm just not ready to you know make that next step and um so yeah I think we definitely we definitely did um but I also wasn't in the other people's relationships so I could say I think I did okay before I get to the next question I have to acknowledge the trying times we've been through to get here uh in the last 10 minutes Rudy's phone died and then to plug it in, she spilled her drink everywhere. <laughs> then she gets talking and my SIM card says it's full and completely cuts off. So I have to plug it into the computer, take that part out. Guys, if you don't think this is the best interview of all time, I'm going to be real pissed about it. <laughs> so here we are. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> okay. Let's just run into it again. So Marissa Haycock said, do you have a favorite performance with Matt? Yes, definitely. I think for me, it was Tennessee Whiskey. Okay. Just because I remember being really comfortable with it. It was more of a song that he was going to take like the lead and I was just going to kind of support him and be there. And um, I just felt, and we both knew the song, which was good because the first song we had never heard before. <laughs> the second one, we get the card. We're like, oh my gosh, we can breathe. We know the song. Right. Um, and... You know, it was just, I was just relaxed and it was going to be like a fun performance and I didn't have to really worry. And it was just like, you know, if we go home, we go home, let's just end it on a good note and let's have fun. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we took a shot of whiskey and we go, we went to Farm Tennessee Whiskey. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Obviously you didn't have a choice in song, but if you were to have, do you have any duets that like you guys were hoping would come about? For me, I love taking like rap songs or like hip-hop songs by like male artists and just making them like super r&b and soulful so like i did this really cool cover of hotline bling by drake and that was like on my list i was like i want to do a cover of hotline bling by drake but like super jazzy super like singy and sexy and soulful and um that i just remember being that was like one of mine on my list but um i liked everything we got and it was you know we got lucky i mean shallow was quite a blessing Yes, that was awesome. That was really fun. Oh. But I was also very stressed, so that's why I can't say that was my like favorite, just because I was like super, super nervous. Um, and yeah, Tennessee whiskey. I was just like super relaxed, and it was so much fun. Well, we get through. Okay, so you and Matt are doing your thing. You're definitely digging him. He's kind of like mm, I don't know, like classic boy. Everyone goes to Vegas, and you guys get a little detour. Yep. In your own RV where you're going to spend some time. I'm assuming that was maybe to give Matt a little bit more time to sort through his emotions. 
Yeah, yeah, it was definitely, I mean, it was for both of us, too. We were both, like, I knew what I wanted, but I also needed to know where he stood. Of course. And, like, it was just, that was what I wanted to do. And I was like, we need some time alone. And um, we didn't, we hadn't had that. And so I don't even think we, we didn't, we hadn't even gone on a date yet. So that was why I was like, can we please, like, just let's go on our little own detour and like have our own little adventure. And uh, this could be like a date for us because we hadn't gone on a date. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was just a trip to try and just get some things clarified and, uh, you know, didn't really do much. <laughs> I say, did it work? <laughs> no, obviously not. <laughs> uh, but it was fun and it was good to just have some alone time with him and, you know, see if I liked him. Okay. So obviously the most iconic moment in television maybe ever um you tell matt you you're in love you love 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 and he says you're very courageous for speaking your truth still can't believe that happened. maybe top two things bachelor related i mean it's either thank you for telling me that yeah but it, you're very courageous for speaking your truth that might be worse that's worse than a thank you honestly he could have said thank you and it still would have hurt but not like i'm like what are you even saying you're very courageous who even says that we're speaking <laughs> your speaking truth? your truth that's like to me the most overused like oh i speak the truth like yeah, you yeah. know <laughs> no i literally was stunned i didn't even know what to say i was just like i'm being punked like where's ashton where did you ashton? guys like kiss after that oh no no what you saw that's pretty much that's it yeah, we did not kiss. No, I walked off and I cried. I just, I, w- I cried and I think they showed a little bit, right? Where I'm like yes. crying in the corner and then I went to interviews and I cried some more and I yeah. sat down in interviews and I asked for popcorn because I just wanted to cry and eat popcorn. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> I'm just sitting down, crying, holding a huge bag of popcorn. They're like, Rudy, can you please get up? We need to do interviews. I was like, no. I'm not courageous anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, but I have to know, like, in your mind, how were you expecting him to respond, knowing like kind of the eh, wishy wash that you've yeah, been experiencing? I wasn't expecting him to say it back. I knew that he wasn't going to. I, I knew that. But I was doing it more so. So, A, he knew where I was. B, I, I was expecting at least, like, you know what? I can't say that I'm fully there yet, but I feel like we're headed in the right direction. And I do really like you. I do care about you. I am still confused, but. I could see us possibly getting there. That's what I was hoping for. I wasn't, I knew he wasn't going to say it back. And I I took that risk knowing he wasn't going to say it back. But I also didn't know he was going to come back with that bullshit, you know? And I was just like, yo, you can't even say like, I mean, I could maybe see us getting there. I do like you after spending, you know, this much time with you. I All you you have to say is like, I can't say I'm there yet, but I could see me being there with you. That's it. And yeah, so that's what I thought was going to happen. But like you kept going after that so how, how in in the house how did you get past that whole thing with him <laughs> honestly i don't remember us really talking about it like we kind of just like lost over it yeah we were just like you know what whatever and and i knew that he cared about me i just feel like it was so much at the time and you know like yeah it's it, it is hard to navigate your feelings and everyone kind of handles it in a different way and um you know I just I told him it's all good like let's just we're here let's do what we came here to do and you know 
I like you. I can't change that. So if you don't like me, I can't change that either. And that's cool. And he was like, no, I, I do like you. It's just like, I'm not falling in love with you yet. You know? So I was just like, all right, whatever. Which makes sense. But in the moment, you're probably like, I need this. Yes. In the moment, you're just, I mean, I just didn't want him to say you're, you're courageous. You you're know, courageous. Like, you speak the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Your no, truth. Like that, that, yeah, my truth. <laughs> Thank you for telling me that, Matt. I really do. Oh, okay. So... I have a theory, not a theory, a question. Do you think that maybe seeing Jamie and Trevor and Chris and Bree, how far along their relationships were, do you think that might have given Matt, like, the creeps a little bit? Well, I, I did, it did, 100%. And that's what he said. Like, I, I know he said a little bit in the last part when we left, but... Yeah. It was kind of touched on, but... Yeah, he was just like, I'm, I think, and, and like, talking to him after the show, too, he's like... I like you. Like, I like you. I just, I, I wasn't where Chris and Bree and Jamie and Trevor were. And, and I wasn't either. I, I wasn't, I never said like, I'm, you know, I, I, I wasn't there, but I, I knew I was falling for him. And that's all they said. I wasn't in love with him. The other people had already confessed their love to each other. And, and, you know, I wasn't there either, but seeing that, especially being, you know, in the finale and it's us three and the other two couples are so like Solid. this you know, yeah. it, I, me and Matt were like just not at all and I think that's also why he said like we had like the most authentic relationship because we had it was like a bunch of ups and downs we, we rode a roller coaster it wasn't ever just like you know what I mean and and yeah we, you know so he um but it definitely scared him and you know then Chris Harrison comes in and he's like very serious about being in love and, and being I'm like solid. I'm, I'm not you know he's definitely not in love and I'm I'm falling in love with him, but I, I'm, I can't say that I love him yet. So it was just, it was a lot. And mm. like you said, you see the other people that are, that are in love with each other. And you're just like, well, I don't know how we're going to compete with that. You know? <laughs> well, okay. So basically what happens is he sits you down right before finale or, you know, final performance situation and basically says, I, I don't know in a bunch of ways. I mean, do you admire the fact that he didn't fake it for the show? I mean, 100%. I think that's why, you know, we are still friends. And that's why we didn't end up hating each other and, like, being, you know, it, it was just, like, there was some stuff going on, too, that I didn't like. We, we, we didn't talk for a little bit. But, like, he was, at the end of the day, he was honest with me. And he didn't want to fake it and I told and I respected that and I think like I was really pissed obviously at first I like just stormed into the bathroom and was crying then I came out and I gave him a hug and I was like it's okay like if that's how you feel then it sucks it hurts but I'd rather him do that than, than lie to me and um you know so I definitely did respect him and respect that he was you know just not there and he was just scared he was like I, we're gonna win this thing if we compete we have a really good chance of winning and then you know what we're going to be because the plan was to go on tour right because not covid yeah, course, wasn't a thing. Yeah. The plan was like to go on tour to be together to make an album together he was like i you know it, it was a scary thing and so when i had time to think about it a little bit i was like you know what i totally get it like kudos to you for for being honest and not just playing the part just to possibly win a show you know but you didn't think like i'm gonna wipe off my tears and that we're gonna go outside and just nail this final performance yeah i did i mean i thought that we had a, a very good shot of doing that. I, I, like, I know he regrets not just staying and, and performing. And 
um, because I think now he knows like, well, we didn't need to get like, married, but at the time it's just, it's scary. And you think that you need to be somewhere where, you know, like the other people and, and we weren't, he was scared of that. Yeah, well, and, there was definitely that added pressure of like, if you're not in love, you shouldn't be in the finale. And yeah, yeah. So we were just, so yeah, he was just like, well, I'm not in love, so gotta go. And GGG, bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know he regrets it, but everything happens for a reason. We also ended off on such a strong note with Shallow and, you know, I'm just happy that that happened. So yeah. Eliza Wilson Bishop, I, I think I know how you'd answer this, but if you and Matt had stayed in the house, do you think the two of you could have won? Um, I think, yeah, I think we had a, a good chance, but so did everyone else that was there because we were for a reason. But also, I don't know because it was a lot of like, we're really good performers and musicians and we, we like gel so we're to go well, well together on stage, but we're not like, oh my God, I love you. <laughs> so I'm going to hold you and you're going to twirl me and you're going to this and this and that. like, that's not who we are. We're, we're, we just do what we do best and we just happen to do it well together. And so I feel like for the, that part of the show, maybe we wouldn't have won because we, we were, maybe we look too much as friends because we are just friends. So, you know, I, I feel like we, could have had a fair shot, but also you, you never know. And I, that was like a lot of the critiques. A lot of the time when we were performing was like, you kind of just look like friends kind of like in a roundabout way. It was kind of like, that's oh, kind of like a friendly thing. So yeah, if that's what they were looking for, we, we probably would, we wouldn't have won. <laughs> Ashley Loomis said, who would have been her dream judge to have on listen to your heart? Oh, uh, like Christina Aguilera. But oh. that's like, Yeah. Love. Voice. So I don't know how that would work, but I grew up loving her. And that's the reason why I know how to do all my little runs and all those fun things is just because I grew up just listening to her album stripped over and over and over and over, just learning. And yeah, it, it would be a dream to sing in front of her one day. My mom's ringtone is, You are beautiful. Yes. Way. It's so embarrassing. Every time it rings, I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I love that. But she loves she loves Christina too. So funny. Um, Lorraine Lara Quente, cool last name, said if she could sing a duet with anyone dead or alive, who would she pick? Christina Aguilera. <laughs> oh my god, that would be fire. Oh my gosh, it would be the, a dream come true. Yeah, it, it would have to be her. I feel Freaking like Freaking fire. She's obsessed. Obsessed. Okay, let's talk about after the show a little bit. You said that well, okay. Someone said, did you and Matt try to pursue any kind of romance after the show? Like, what happened when you got home? Um, it was hard because I got home, was home for, what, two weeks? I had to go back. Right. So I saw him maybe two or three times, and it was just weird because it was so fresh off the show that it was like, you know, you got, you come from, like, being mic'd up 24-7, having cameras on you 24-7, and then being with people, and then the producers around. So then just being in, like, real world where you're with this person and there's no one around and you, there's no one to be like, oh, you should talk about this, or why yeah. don't you, you know, like, nudge you in any direction? And so it was just kind of strange a little bit. And, like, also just, like, I knew that he wasn't feeling that way about me. And, and so it was just – it was weird. And then I got home. Um, so yeah, we didn't really give it like an honest, an honest try. I was home. I was, we were back in the same town for like a week and a half. So, and then I went home thinking I was going to be back to give it a try and I stayed home forever. So we couldn't, we literally couldn't do it. So. Okay. So you said there was a time though that you weren't talking, like what led to that? 
Um, I, I think just some things were coming out about him, like having a girlfriend and like um, just things that I was like, oh, maybe is this part of the reason why he didn't want to win? Like, you know, yeah, was, there was there were some questions about that in the face. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just I didn't like what I was hearing and seeing. And I was like, damn, well, maybe this plays a part in, as to why he didn't want to stay. And, yeah. um, you know, so I was just like, you know what, I need my space. And then watching the show over and then like falling back into. Yeah. Um, like not love, but just watching back and being like, oh my God, I really did like this person. And then having all this stuff being sent to me and stuff like that, it was just really hard to just keep him in my life. Like it was, it was just hard. And so I was like, you know what? I need my space. I need my space. He was like, he was trying to capitalize on the fact that people loved us doing music together. Of course. Yeah. And of of course. Right. And, but for me, it was like, it was hard because I felt just used in a sense because I really liked him and I really wanted, I didn't want, to get on the phone and only talk about music with him. I wanted to have a relationship. You wanted with him. to be a couple. Yeah, and and he didn't, and so I was like, I can't do this. I can't. I can't keep talking to someone who may be talking to someone else. I can't keep talking to someone who just wants to talk to me about music. Like I don't. I feel like I'm being used, and I don't like that. And yeah. I told him I just needed some space. I needed him to just leave me alone for a little bit. And he was like, All right, well, that's what you want. Then cool. And I, so, I'm having to do that right now too. It's like really. You, well, it's like you you like my ex and I just started like talking again, which is good, but like he's following girls on the Insta and it's just kind of like, ah, you know, like, what are you doing? Like, are are we doing this? Are we not? That's my thing. I'm like, Like, I don't really need to be your friend. Right. Yeah, exactly. We don't know each other in that way. I don't, I don't need to be your buddy. And that's why I told him to be like that. I didn't like spend that much time with you. Like, making out with you and like I want to be with you I don't want to be no. your little buddy on the side like Mm-mm. that's not what I want so I totally get that because just like I understand why you were like I I need space because every time that we talk I'm literally like I shouldn't be doing this this doesn't make me feel good this makes me feel weird yeah so I rat on you for like drawing the line there because uh gonna I'm, do it. I'm gonna I'm take really some good. notes <laughs> yeah no no I feel like being that way but then again it's like I don't know I'm the wrong person to ask for advice, so don't listen to me. <laughs> so where are you guys now? Um, we're good friends again. Like we're we're friends now, but I've had time to get over him. Right. So I also like I feel like you get off from the show and you're com- I was confused. I mean yeah. I, I don't know. Like I was just very confused as to I'm like, well did I really like him or was it circumstantial or was it yep. you know, what the heck? What what do how do I feel about this guy? So get getting some time away from him, I was I feel like able to figure out that I don't necessarily or maybe I just told myself I don't long enough that I convinced myself I don't so maybe I still do secretly somewhere deep down but I've convinced myself that I'm good with being his friend now and you know I've been dating and talking to some other people which helps too good and, um yeah but we're really good friends I'm ne- I'm someone that's like I'll never close a door but like I'm not gonna like leave it open and wait and prop it open and see if you're gonna walk through it exactly and that's kind of where like he knows that about me too like if something happens and something happens but I'm not going to sit around and wait for your ass like no I'm going on dates I am going on yeah exactly so like you like it or you cannot but I'm not going to wait I'm not going to wait for you so (laughs) well we'll discuss your new song stupid boy which obviously everyone picked up on and was like Matt yeah 
Okay, I read that you and Matt were like kind of in that pseudo weird friend relationship mode when you started that song. Yeah, well, we were because I was just like, he knew how I felt. I'm very open with how I feel. I think people could get that from the show if I feel a certain way. I'm going to tell you, and so yeah, um, I was like, yeah, I'm actually writing a song, and it's about you. He was probably like, God damn it! <laughs> I know he was like, Are you kidding me? I was like, <laughs> yeah. No. And so then we wound up getting in like a fight or like an argument. That's when I wrote like the second part. So I was like, I'm done with him. And um, yeah, it was just my way of like trying to cope with it. You know, yeah. I'm like, I have to write it down and whatever. So yeah, that's what I did. And then I released it so everyone could hear me bash him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what does he think of the song? He likes it. I mean, he just posted that like a video on his Instagram of him like jamming through it. Yeah. And- or like freaking out it got like a hundred thousand views on my story i was like oh my god of course um but yeah i mean i think now he can make a joke out of it because we are good friends now and it's just like right he, he's like it's a good song so <laughs> good work yeah i'm glad i provided the content for you exactly. <laughs> uh christina lee said has she learned a lot about what she wants in a relationship from this experience yes i did i i feel like with every relationship reality tv or not like you learn you learn something and um you know i think i push myself a lot more on the show like i would never usually be like i'm falling for you i've never done that in my life i've never told a guy that i'm falling for him first like that's just no and so i learned how to be more vulnerable and like be okay with feeling a certain way even if that person doesn't like it's okay to feel what you feel and it's okay to let that person know. And it took a lot of, of me to be able to do that, but I learned that I can do it. And I feel like that makes me strong, even if it looks, you know, it, it was embarrassing to like get rejected on national television. I still <laughs> learned that like, I can. I did too, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's as bad as it's gonna get. You know, it can't get any worse than being rejected on national television. So um, yeah, I just learned a lot about myself really and um, what I need and what what I like, so yeah. Okay, a lot of people want to know just about like post-show COVID music life. So someone, Holly Statton said, how is she doing without live performances? Not well. Not well. Um, I miss performing so much. That's my favorite part of what I do is performing. And oh my gosh, I've written so many songs in quarantine. And I just wish that I could just have a show and just sing it to everyone and just oh perform and play and um it's been hard but it's also just like I have to keep reminding myself like the whole world is going through this it's not just me and like everyone even if it's you know the music industry or whatever industry you're in, everyone is going through this time right now and so that kind of gives me comfort because sometimes I'm like I feel like I'm not doing enough with my life right now and but I'm like I I genuinely can't like I can do as much as I'm doing I can work as much as I'm working in the studio and writing but it's not my fault that I can't perform so I feel like I just need to I tell myself that often because I, I I feel like I find myself blaming myself for not doing enough but I'm like dude the world is like at a st- stop right now so no just- one's doing what they want to be doing exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh Sherry Neely said you're gonna love this because we talked about it. When is the moody music coming? <laughs> um, soon. <laughs> um, yeah, we are. He's coming back from Connecticut soon, um, and we are gonna work on some stuff together and sing together. Sick beats. Sick beats. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, last couple questions. Uh, is there another reality show you would go on? Would you ever go on Bachelor Matt James season or even Bachelor in Paradise? Um, yeah, I, I think why not? Like I had fun. I had the best time on like obviously there are things that didn't go my way, but minus those little things that didn't happen, like it was a great experience for me and um I had a really great time and yeah, so yeah, I would definitely do that. I I love. Have you seen The Circle? On yes, the, I love that show. I think it's such a cool show. Oh, I would. Can love we go on The Circle? Yes, I would love to. I feel like it's just so cool to just be like, just see if you can get away with just being yourself. Or like that's how I would play the part. But oh yeah, um, I don't know. I think it's just very very interesting. And but the problem is like, how can they do it again when like the concept is out now? True. Like, cause cause people like catfish. Well, it's like people know now that, okay, half these people could be faking it because that's what right. we saw on the previous season. They're going to have to somehow, like, tweak it. Yeah, I feel like a little bit. But I guess, too, it's like even though you know that some people are catfishing, like, you still don't know you what gotta you want. you got to figure out you know who. I mean? Yeah, you still have to figure it out. That's so. true. That's true. Uh, Rosa Byers, would she ever consider being The Bachelorette? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, why not? I don't think I would ever <laughs> actually be the bachelorette but i think it is time for a latin one i agree so you know i think it would be great and i would love to do a white i mean of course who wouldn't want to be the bachelor i get to go on dates hot men all the time oh, count me i am team rudy for bachelorette Yay. <laughs> okay uh oh i always love this one because we get some tea uh is there anyone from bachelor nation you've had your eye on um i think mike johnson is really cute Okay. I also think Clay is really cute. Who? Clay. I don't know oh, he dated Nicole. Yeah. Yes. He's. Um. I was like. I mean. I could look like her sister or something. Like, yeah. Like. <laughs> uh. But no. Yeah. I think they're both really cute and great. <laughs> okay. Last most important question from Julia Nidig said, "I need her hair care details." Obviously, her voice is amazing, but it's all about the hair envy for me. I need color, styling, all the tips. Oh, that's so cute. Um, well, my I, I literally just shampoo and condition it. I don't put anything in my hair. Cool. I actually need to get it hair because it's really long. But I just curl it like a normal. I just blow dry and curl. <laughs> I literally don't. Do okay, so you're saying you just put shampoo and conditioner in it, and that's how it. Do you do you blow dry it or just let it air dry? Sometimes, but usually I just let it air dry and then I just get like a thicker curling iron and I just curl it like normal and then my hair doesn't stay all the time. So it just kind of falls and has like a little bit of body to it, but. Okay, well no one, okay. How often do you shampoo and conditioner? Um, every other day. Every other day, I have to because my hair starts looking way too oily. Yeah, well same. Way oily, and sometimes I use dry shampoo, but it doesn't. But like most, most of the people who have this like amazing soft whatever hair, they're like, oh, I shower once a month. I'm like, yeah, I used to be that way. I think that's why my hair was like looked really healthy because I just only shout or wash my hair like every week, really. But I can't do that anymore because it gets too oily. Absolutely I not. I look like a ball of grease. I'm trying to do like every three right now, but like, woof. I think I need to start because my hair is feeling a little dry these days and yeah. I think I'm just too much. So, well, yeah, not, I'm sorry. Those aren't the greatest tips. There's. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> That's like what I'm asked about, like makeup. And I'm like, uh, yeah. No, I don't have. Yeah, you look like you just, I mean, you're obviously are naturally pretty. You don't look like you have a lot of makeup. I'm like, don't ask me. Right, right. Somebody else. 
yeah. wrong person. Okay, Rudy, obviously I've said your uh, Instagram handle a few times now, but please shout out your social media or any place you want anyone to follow along with what you're doing. Yeah, it's just Rudy, like literally I-T-S-J-U-S-T-R-U-D-I is my Instagram. And that's where I have all my links. I'm on that platform more than anything. Um, yeah, you can find my TikTok on there. My She's on the TikTok. I'm on the TikTok, gotta do the dancing. Um, but yeah, and then all my links to my songs are on there too. So just go to my Instagram. Listen to Stupid me. Boy. And then what are you thinking? Like EP or just gonna keep releasing some singles? I think for a little bit. And um, I'm, I'm thinking about releasing the next one in about a month. So I'll probably be talking about that really soon. Um, but yeah, just a couple more singles and then I want to release an EP or an album when the world's back open so then I can tour after, you know? Yeah, you don't want to miss that boat. Like you, what if you have a fire EP, but then like you can't promote yeah. it the way you want to. Exactly. So I'm just kind of waiting and just writing and finding the perfect song so that when I am ready for an album or EP, I have material for it, you know? My God, I hope it's soon. Seriously. <laughs> Please. Please. Rudy, you're so cool. Thank you. Sorry. Thanks for your patience. I'm going to go follow you right now. I'm so sorry that I spilled my drink on me. And, and that I'm so unprofessional and started this with a full SIM card. I mean, what a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It made me feel better. I literally walked out. I was like, okay, something happened. Thank God. <laughs> We're even here. The playing field is even. I think I had four and you had one, but it's okay. Oh my God. Okay. I'm going to go follow you on Insta because I think yes, you're awesome. And uh, everyone, go follow It's Just Rudy and stream Stupid Boy, because we all got one, don't we? Sure damn do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye, love. <laughs> bye.